And in fact, that was a huge eye-opening moment for me and a huge aha for me and a huge breakthrough for me just recently, really, when I realized that a lot of my triggers are learned. Hey, Mom Nation, welcome to our From the Heart podcast, where we share inspirational stories, useful information, and we discuss a wide variety of women-related topics. While you're listening to this episode on your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe to our channel and rate us so that we can get this information out to the moms that need to hear it. If you'd like to join the conversation, we are at Mom Nation USA. That's our handle on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone, this is Ryan Gilliam, Senior Mortgage Banker with Waterstone Mortgage. If you're looking to buy a new home or even refinance a current one, I'm able to help you find the best program and interest rate that fits your specific needs. You could call me anytime directly at phone number 480-635-3035 if you have any mortgage questions or if you're ready to get pre-approved for a new home purchase. Thank you. It is Real Estate Katie, and this is our From the Heart podcast. And I don't have any guests on with me today. Um, you know, it's the end of the year. So happy holidays, everybody. Happy end of 2022. Um, you know, I know that there are a lot of you out there that have struggles during this time of year. Um, it's definitely something that we've talked about throughout the year on the podcast uh, or through the podcast channel, because as you know, we have a few different shows here at uh, Mom Nation Talk Radio. We have From the Heart and then, um, you know, specifically in terms of mental health, we have our mental wealth show, which focuses on the individual themselves. And then we have our Q&A with a couples counselor, which focuses on, you know, more um, couples counseling and kind of relationship counseling and that kind of thing. Um, but it's just, it's been such an incredible year of learning and sharing and such an incredible year of guests on, on all the shows, really. Um, and, you know, as I was thinking about, well, how do we want to close the year? What's our, you know, who's our last guest going to be on From the Heart? Because, um, you know, this is where we talk about inspirational stories, um, you know, women that have kind of rose from the ashes um, or have gone through some incredible situations that they have learned from and, you know, recovered from. And, now they're here to tell the tale, right? And, and, and help us with those types of struggles. Um, it's just been such an incredible lineup. And I was, I was kind of struggling to find a guest for this last show. And I'm like, ah, you know, what do we want to close the show with? And that, uh, you know, the year, the year with, I'm not really sure. And of course, you know, with the hustle and bustle and all the things going on with everybody out there, um, you know, during this time of year that makes things a little bit difficult to schedule as well. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to hop on myself because there are some insights that I've gained. And, you know, there are some things that I've learned with all of the guests that we've had and all of the shows that we've done throughout the year that I feel are super important takeaways. And it's definitely something that, you know, as we close the year out is heavy on my mind and heart. And, um, you know, I have a lot of gratitude for the insight that I have gained and um, for just, just the support of these other moms, you know, especially 
Diana Eisel, the couples counselor, especially Laura Wood, the individuals counselor that we talk with. They've just been so incredible. And it's almost like my own sort of therapy session when I'm on with them. And I love that I get to share it with the rest of you too. And we can grow and learn together and support each other together and realize our triggers together and get over our traumas together. Um, gosh, there's just, there's so much that I've learned this year. And before I get into that, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to a friend of mine. Um, her name's Stacy, and she is with Roth and Roth Insurance. She's, um, she's, she's ready, willing, and able to help you find uh, the perfect match for your insurance needs. And she does auto homes, renter's insurance, motorcycle, ATV, landlord, boat policies, you know, all the things that you need, she does take care of. And what's really cool about Stacy is she's super down to earth, super sweet to talk to, really easy to talk to, but she shops around to all the different carriers. So that way she's, you know, she's going to discuss with you having the right amount of insurance because I've realized that that's an issue. Um, you know, as I've moved through the years, I've realized that, yeah, you can have cheap insurance, but it can be not enough. And that would be a really bad day if you need enough and you don't have enough. So she can talk with you about that and sort of guide you in the right direction. She is licensed in more than just Arizona. So as you know, a lot of the times I shout out to my friends here in Arizona because that's where we are based. Um, but she is not necessarily an Arizona insurance gal. So reach out to her for anything and everything insurance. And you can reach her at 309-370-1709. And that is my friend Stacy with Roth and Roth Insurance. Um, so, you know, just to jump right into it and to share a couple of the things that I've learned over the course of the year. Um, and, you know, some of these things I've been sort of um, introduced to prior to this year. I mean, I'm, th I'm 43 years old. I've lived a lot of life, guys. <laughs> um, but they were really solidified and supported this year immensely with the shows that we did and the topics that we had and the guests that we took on. And, you know, one of the big things that I just think is, is like freaking life-changing and like so cycle-breaking is to take care of ourselves, our traumas, get, get help, get therapy, whatever it is that we need. And there's all sorts of different types of therapy out there, guys. I actually have a show coming up for you where we go through that. It's not just sitting on somebody's couch and talking, right? It's not just that. Like there's all sorts of different things that you can do. I've done um, child regression hypnotherapy, which was insane. And actually um, I was referred to a lady that I still see. I get uh, regular Reiki sessions, monthly Reiki sessions. She deals with a lot of energy stuff. Um, and she had shared with me, you know, you get some kind of plugged up energy in this whole childhood situation. I'm like, ah, no, uh, not something that you have to tell me. Childhood is not something I wish to revisit. Um, let's just call the past the past and let's move on. Well, what ends up happening is the past isn't the past. I mean, it is, but it affects the present and it affects the future because really and truly that's, those are the building blocks of you. Those are the building blocks of your personality. Those are the building blocks of your triggers. Those are the building blocks of your belief system um, and how you see things like this, the glasses that you see the world through. And so it's really important, especially, especially when we're dealing with struggle um, or we're having like these repetitive things continue to come up. It's really important to go back and to be like, Hey, Oh, wow. This is why I act the way I do. This is why I'm triggered the way I'm triggered. 
this is what happened to me at XYZ age, or maybe it didn't even happen to you. Maybe it was your, your caregivers or your parents or whomever raised you that you just sort of learned from. Because I mean, we're all parents here. We see how our kid mimics us, right? And you know, I have to believe that it goes even deeper than that. I have to believe that they're mimicking thoughts and feelings too that we might not necessarily be privy to. And in fact, that was a huge eye-opening moment for me and a huge aha for me and a huge breakthrough for me just recently, really, when I realized that a lot of my triggers are learned. I learned that. For instance, I'll give you an example. So I grew up with, um, I had a few different caregivers. So parents split when I was really, really young. And then I had, um, you know, set parents come in, some that were married to my parents, some that weren't. Um, I had grandparents mixed in there, that kind of thing. Um, but as that, that sort of step parent door was slightly revolving, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Um, I had a lot of opportunity to, which I didn't know at the time because I was just a little kid, to experience how my caregivers, um, this is just, uh, the, I just gave this example on the latest uh, interview with a, excuse me, Q&A with a couples counselor with Diana Eisel, our love story, this, this just came up, um, actually was a topic on the last, uh, very last podcast that we did with her the very latest. Um, and it was, you know, why is there struggle with in-laws? Like why, yeah, there's jokes, but you know, your mother-in-law and all of that, like, but why is there struggle? And we started to talk through that and started to talk through why, you know, this seems to be a common thing. And I had an aha and it was, you know, I had a, a, a one caregiver in particular that was seemingly negative about most every in-law that they had. And I don't know if that was founded or unfounded um, or what was going on with them or why they were triggered by that or, or what the situation was there, but that was something that was sort of a learned behavior for me. And so fast forward, you know, I unfortunately got married way too early. And I, and I say unfortunately, and that's not fair, right? Because I learned a lot and I shouldn't be hard on myself about that. And, you know, I came from a really small town where that's what you did. Like very few got out and made amazing careers for themselves or, you know, amazing lives for themselves. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. You know, oftentimes we repeated what everybody else in our small town did. And that was get married and have kids and most likely have a dysfunctional family. And, uh, you know, when I, when I got married and kind of got into that relationship, I, had a very poor, um, you know, looking back on it, this is over 20 years ago, right? So looking back on it now from my mature adult therapied mind, um, I just had a really poor idea of family. Like my idea of what family was and what family did was um, not positive and highly inaccurate. Um, you know, and maybe not, <laughs> maybe Maybe everybody has the skeletons in their closet. In fact, they probably all do. And probably not everybody's perfect, but you know, we, we tend to assume that when we see perfect Instagram pictures and Pinterest pictures and, and whatever. But I feel firmly 
that I got off on the wrong foot with my in-laws simply because that was my learned behavior. That was my idea of what a relationship with your in-laws is. That was my idea of what in-laws are. And that's not fair because looking back on it and, and that relationship never really resolved. I was married to that person for nine years. Um, and you know, we had dated for like a year or two before that. So they were in my life for quite some time that never resolved. It never got better. Um, and that's because it, it was me, man. Like, because I didn't learn what I needed to learn because I didn't work on myself so that I could rid myself of what wasn't even mine. I mean, that shit just wasn't even mine, man. Like, why would I have any sort of preconceived notion about an in-law when I'm a little kid? It's from what I learned. So our kids are learning. They're picking things up. They're picking up our thoughts and feelings. They're picking up our patterns. They're picking up our triggers. They're picking up our behaviors. They're picking up our belief systems. And we probably are not really aware of it, even though we know, like, you know, you know, kids watch, but on a daily, we're probably really not aware of it. And so if I'm out here being irresponsible with myself and not working on myself in a way that I should so that I can not pass that down to my kids, damn, like, I, am I really setting themself up? them up the best that I can? Or am I setting them up for a huge therapy bill, lots of pain and suffering, failed relationships, and, um, you know, all of that jazz that goes along with that later on in life? Like, what am I really doing as a parent here? And so that was huge. Um, you know, and, and something, something happened that was super profound last night, guys. And, I, and like, I might cry because I was just so proud. It was so incredible. So, you know, my entire life, I was taught to not communicate, not necessarily taught, like not said to me, hey, you know, don't talk about that or don't communicate your feelings. But when feelings came out, you know, they weren't necessarily um, embraced, let's just say, or when I questioned things because I didn't understand because I was a little kid, I was sort of not that wasn't taken seriously. It was just like, oh, shut up, kid. Like, you're just a little kid. Doesn't matter. You don't need to know that. That's an adult thing. And so I was kind of taught, like, not to communicate, right? Which was really weird later on in life because when a lot of stuff started coming out and I had some confrontations with a caregiver of mine, the caregiver's like, well, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know you were going through that. Well, I didn't know you felt that way. Bro, you taught me my entire life not to communicate and now you're reprimanding me or sort of putting the honest on me for not communicating, right? Back away slowly, Katie. Like, that's the kind of thing I got to do these days. I got to just back away slowly. Be like, you know what? You do you. I'm going to work on me. And this shit is not going to go down with my kid. And so we've been really working on communicating. Um, my son has very severe ADHD. And he gets extremely emotional. Um, you know, a lot of times with the, the normal everyday stuff like homework and chores and, you know, things like that. And I was up in my office yesterday and I was just finishing up a couple of things and I could hear dad and, and kiddo downstairs and they were going through homework and whatnot. And, um, and kid was getting frustrated. Dad got a little frustrated too. Dad said something that hurt kids' feelings 
dad didn't mean it. Kid got feelings hurt. Kid started bawling. I ran downstairs like, what's going on? And I heard what was said. So I knew. And, um, you know, my, my kid was like kind of clamming up a little bit. And I was like, bro, you got to tell us. Like, you've got to tell us what's going on. Because if you don't, then we don't know. And we can't talk it through. We can't fix it. We can't. There's nothing we can do about it. We're just all going to sit here with hurt feelings. And my eight-year-old picked up his cute little head with his crocodile tears. And he said, you know what, dad? What you said really hurt my feelings. And here's why. And my jaw hit the ground. I was so proud. He delivered that so amazingly, so vulnerably in a way that wasn't like a jab to his dad. He didn't try to hurt his dad further or anything like that. You know, um, it was just so cool. And thinking, you know, about my own life, had I had that ability or had I known I had that ability was if I was in that space, man, you know, I mean, he's just eight. Shit, if I was in that space at 18, if I was in that space at 25, if I was in that space at 30, like how much different would the trajectory of my mental health, my emotional health, what I've been through emotionally and mentally, how would that have changed? Probably drastically. And that's really why, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I choose to work on myself, but that's a big one is just because I don't want to pass that down to my kids. That triggered me because that's not his bullshit. I want him to be able to confidently say, yo, this is a boundary. You've crossed it. And here's my boundary and here's why. And to stick up for himself. It's just so important. And I feel like it's so lost in a lot of us these days. So that's a giant thing that I learned. Um, you know, another giant thing that I learned, so many, so many, so many giant things, but another giant thing that I learned was, and this is such an eye-opener, is that we don't all think the same. Oh, shocker, right? And so my idea of what the duties of a wife is, what a mother is, what a daughter is, what a sister is, those are probably very different ideas than what any of you have as an idea of what those things mean, like what those roles are. You know, I mean, there's, there's lots of, not lots of, but there's, there's a decent amount of struggle with a family member and I. And I feel like it's because, obviously there's a huge lack of communication, but I feel like it's because we, we aren't on the same page with what these roles represent. And we haven't had that time in our lives when we've both come to the table openly to sort of have that discussion and say, hey, you know, all this time, like, this was kind of my expectation. And I never shared that with you. You didn't know that. And so all this time, you've been operating on your expectation and I've been operating on my expectation. And they could be drastically different things, right? Because we're all raised differently. We all have different experiences as we're growing up. We all have, you know, different cultures. That makes a difference. We're raised in different family sizes. That makes a difference. Like if you're, you know, a middle child, and I know that's always a 
kind of a cliche, cliche joke out there, but it's true. Like, you know, do you have many siblings? Because you're going to grow up, it's going to be a different dynamic. Family is going to mean something different to you. Then if you grew up like me, essentially an only child. So I was an only child until I was 10 years old. There have been some step brothers and sisters throughout the years that have come in and out. Um, and both of my parents have uh, a child not with each other. So I do have two half siblings, um, but they're 10 and 20 years younger than me. And so it was never, you know, I was never raised with really uh, a sibling whatsoever. I mean, I just kind of was always by myself. And so that has shaped things very differently for me too. Um, and it's something that like my husband kind of doesn't understand either, um, you know, because he was raised differently, because he has siblings, um, he is very, um, he likes having people around. He likes having, you know, being in groups. He likes entertaining. He likes um, family around. And I'm not saying that I don't, but I'm a super loner. Like, honestly, so funny story. My, my son and my husband went back east to go back to New Hampshire. I don't like going back to New Hampshire because I've realized that there was a lot of abuse that I endured there. I realized that I have a significant amount of trauma that I'm still working through that is based in that area. And when I submerse myself in that, I kind of like take a step back and I become that person that I was back then. And I don't like that girl. Um, I love her, but I don't like her. She wasn't healthy. And she wasn't somebody that I want to be. I don't want to think like her. And I don't want to feel like her most, you know, mostly. So I don't go back. And do people, do my, does my family understand that? Probably not. Um, but that's okay because they don't have to understand it. It's just simply something that I've realized that I need to do for my own sanity. When I go back there, I am not happy. When I'm home, I'm happy. Or quite frankly, in any other part of the world but home. <laughs> but I am, um, or excuse me, but home as in New Hampshire, not home as in Phoenix. Um, I kind of use those words interchangeably and I really shouldn't because I don't view New Hampshire as home anymore. Um, but anyway, my husband and son, they have quite a different experience. Of course, my son, you know, he was born here. Everything about New Hampshire is super fun. It's always been super fun for him. Um, you know, he doesn't have all of that baggage and I don't want him to have it. And that's another part of the reason why I don't go is because I don't want him to have that bullshit that I have because it's not his. So anyway, the reason why I'm telling you this is because we decided as a family that they were going to go back for the week and mama was going to stay home. And you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, a whole week, like without your family, did you do spa day? Did you get together with your girlfriends? Did you, you know, do this, that, and the other thing that you could totally do? Cause your kid and, and virtually responsibility free with the exception of work. We all know that I'm a damn workaholic. Okay. Um, but I didn't, I went out one time and it was one night. Otherwise I stayed home every single night. And every single day, unless I had a client to go and see, I was home and I was happy and I was comfortable and I don't need all of that uh, chatter around me. I, I don't need that. And he does. 
And so neither one of us, like, it's not bad. Like I'm, I'm respecting my mental health. and, and, And I know that because I was just so used to as a child being alone, I self soothed. Like I'm my best friend. And I mean, that sounds so weird, but I have the most fun with myself, but it's because that's, that's just always been how it is for me. Like, that's just my comfort zone. That's my norm. Um, and for him, it's totally not. And so there's just kind of this struggle between him and I, you know, sometimes, and, and we're on the same page about it now because I have identified and come forth to him with that and been like, cause he doesn't know, like he didn't know me back then. I can tell him until I'm blue in the face, what it was like, but no, he doesn't truly know until one day I got vulnerable and I was like, look, I raised myself. Okay. I was always alone. I just have been a complete loner my entire life. It's just comfortable. And I honestly need the quiet to reset myself so that I can be overstimulated, if you will, with, you know, having a gathering at my house or with, you know, being constantly surrounded by chatter and by family and friends and that kind of thing. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. I love my friends. Like I, these are relationships that, I mean, look at these girls, right? Such good friends of mine right there. I love them. I love them to the ends of the earth and I want them to be in my life forever and ever and ever. They bring me such joy, but I know, I know that I need that time to myself before I didn't know that. And I was losing my ever loving mind. And I wasn't giving myself that reset time, that alone time. And I was wondering like, why am I so, why am I such a bitch? And why am I so snippy? What's going on? Until I realized that creature of habit, man. And honestly, being a loner is not something that I'm at this point willing to or wanting to change. I enjoy my peace. I enjoy my quiet, but that is something that we had to get on the same page about. Um, Gosh, you know, I could go on forever, guys. I could seriously sit here and tell you every little life lesson that I've learned, you know, inside and outside of this podcast and, or this podcast channel rather, but I'm going to leave you guys with that because that was a lot. (laughs) It was a lot about me. (laughs) And that was just, just, if you sit on those two points, I feel like they're going to bring you a lot of clarity. And I feel like a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, oh my God, me too. Like, aha, uh-huh. oh my gosh, maybe he and I, or she and I, we're just not on the same page and we need to have that discussion. Or you know what? I don't really know why I react in a negative way or in a sad way or in a way that robs me of my peace when certain things happen. Like, I don't know why. I need to dig into that. I need to figure it out. You need to resolve these things, whether, you know, it be by pulling up Laura Wood's couch and chatting with her about it or all of the different ways that you can, you know, that, that, that therapy sort of, that you can go through therapy is what I'm trying to say. Like, there's just so many different things you can do in so many ways that you can do it. I think that sometimes we just get in our head, it's this certain way and we've got to go, you know, spill our lives to this person and we don't even know. And 
um, you know, that's a very scary thing too. But I encourage you guys to, if you're not there yet, if you're not ready to take that next step, um, you know, stick with us. We're gonna, we have a really great year. 2023 is an awesome year we have coming up for you. We've got some really great guests on tap. Um, Laura and I and Diana and I have some really, really great um, topics that we're gonna cover this year in terms of mental and emotional health, in terms of, you know, couple relationship and familial um, health, <laughs> really. Um, so stick with us, guys. I really appreciate it. Please hop on over to our YouTube channel. You can see all of our shows are broken out by playlist. So it makes it really, really easy. If you like one show more in particular, you want to binge that cool. You have the ability to do so over on our YouTube channel. Um, again, it is at mom nation USA. That is our handle. And we've really stepped it up this year, guys. So, you know, go and say hello to me on our other platforms. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. And again, we are on YouTube, like I mentioned. So, um, you know, hop over, say hello, give me a wave. Let me know that you're listening. And I'm not just like talking to myself here because, you know, we all need that, um, that recognition once in a while. And I really, really appreciate um, our listeners that are out there that do say hello, that do message me. Um, you guys are all so, so very much appreciated. Um, otherwise, if I didn't have you, I would just, like I said, be talking to myself here. So thank you again. And if you are more of that audio version type, you'd rather listen to, you know, the recorded version, maybe drive a lot or work out a lot, whatever. Um, and it's just easier to have me in your ears. Then you can hop over to your favorite podca podcast platform and uh, do a quick search for Mom Nation Talk Radio. And uh, do me a favor, hit subscribe. And that way you'll be notified of all of our new shows as soon as they hit. That is the podcast channel that we push everything that we do here through. So check us out. Um, again, I, from the bottom of my heart, guys, thank you so much for everything, for following us, for being amazing audience members, for being amazing group members, for interacting like you do, for participating in the charitable charitable events that we participate in. We just touch so many lives. We change so many lives. And honestly, we couldn't do it without the nation. So thank you all for being the nation. And uh, we'll see you in 2023.